0: This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show.
1: This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of October third, two thousand twenty. US approves A V to buy CBA details T.B.D.
0: Cores and Yingling are partnering up. Yeah, we think it's weird
1: too.
2: Watch 60,000 bottles worth of red red wine burst from a broken tank in
1: Spain. And does being a billionaire still mean it's craft? All this and more on Have a Drink News. <clears throat>
0: Welcome to Have a Drink New- News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: And I'm Justin Fraser, And I'm Christopher Walker. And let's get right into the news. Okay. Uh, the U.S. Justice Department said on Friday it has approved, as a, from like a month ago, uh, the U.S. Justice Department said it has approved Anheuser Bu- Anheuser-Busch's plan to buy the shares of Craft Brew Alliance that it does not already own. The $220 million deal, which was announced in November... It's last November. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was approved on condition. Yeah, the next company's... November. <laughs> Look, we're real close to this November. Uh, the condition was the company sell craft brew alliances Kona beer brand. The really only brand in that portfolio anyone wants. Mm. Uh, but it was, it's like, I can't remember. They only sold the Hawaiian distro rights. It was yeah. Something weird. They still own like the North American rights. Anyway, uh, the Portland-based CBA's other brands include Appalachian Mountain Brewery, Cisco Brewers, Red Hook Brewery, and Widmere Brothers Brewing. And Heiser busch owned 31.2% of CBA before the deal was announced and also distributed many of CBA's brands. CBA's diverse portfolio of national lifestyle brands and award-winning oh. regional breweries are an excellent complement to our family of craft partners. They'll fit
2: right in. We were we were needing a nice uh, lifestyle brand to go with our to go with our uh, regional uh, regional hemp exports.
1: But we'll put these right over here next to Wicked Weed. Looks really good over in the corner. Uh, the company said in a release that closing was expected in the coming weeks. Reporting by Diane Bartz, uh, editing by Chris Reese and Tom Brown. <laughs> like, just, uh, just to give the let's
2: just a full full thing from from orders. but
1: so yeah, just to let you know that uh, yeah, it's it's a done deal pretty much.
2: Yeah, it, it once the once they approved it, because come on, why why wouldn't they approve uh, a company getting larger? Uh, that has no negative impact on any current administrations. Uh, then they'll, yeah, they'll, you know, they're just like, Yeah, no, sure, get as big as you want to get,
1: blow <laughs> on up there. Uh, is it yeah, just I, uh, is it Kirby at this point? Like, it's just doing the big, sucking <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they but put I mean, craft breweries that don't have a good, good hold on the ground just get sucked in.
2: Well, I mean yeah cuz they they had a very tenuous hold in the ground at this point like they mm-hmm.
1: yeah well, also it's,
2: it's, it's less like Kirby more like a, like an anaconda like it had already gotten like halfway up the body and it just kind of just kind of like kept swallowing until it got there
1: Well no cuz they did that dirty like causing forcing a devalue of the stock before they decided to buy that was out the, the risk
2: That was the strangling part it does <laughs> to kill it before it starts to swallow
1: it. Mm, okay.
2: <laughs> Again, th- this this uh, this metaphor here is actually much more solid than I thought it was.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Because because uh, they they those investors you know the, the 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 original stockholders and everyone else were really hoping on that initial initial price and uh, they did not get that.
1: No. <laughs> ah. Well, well, how about uh, you know it isn't solid or what, shouldn't be? How about some more depressing news?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Yingling and Son and Molson Coors are partnering up to make <laughs> Yingling beer available beyond the boundaries of the East
2: Coast. I mean, th- I mean this this feels like it's a good thing for like
1: once upon a time we probably would have been excited about this. Yeah, say it was it was a scant like what <laughs> two years ago that yeah, it wasn't probably. in our region. It showed up and we were excited. And about a month after that, everyone's like, okay, I had a case. We're fine.
0: (laughs) Basically. Um, The partnership with Molson Coors will increase production and broaden distribution of the Pennsylvania Brewers beer, making it available to millions of consumers outside of its current 22 state market, according to a press release from the companies. Um, Quote, like Yingling, Molson Coors has an established commitment to quality and a rich history of family brewing excellence said, Wendy Yingling. Uh, This partnership is a great opportunity for us to grow our distribution footprint for the long term while continuing to support our existing markets and the communities in which we
1: operate. Or just keep imagining the the Northeast version of Smokey and the Bandit. (laughs) Uh, Stealing Yingling and taking it out west.
0: I mean, yeah, that's basically what happened. (laughs) Uh, So this goes into some history of Yingling, but
2: I don't know. Is there is there the same amount of of country music?
1: No, that's what I'm saying. It would be different. We'd have to revive it.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah, just what I'm trying to think of because like, well, it also wouldn't be eastbound and down, no. westbound and up. <laughs> yeah, loaded up and trucking. I guess I'm just going to take a whole lot of drugs because <laughs> yeah. I'm driving a truck.
0: I love the art. The ending of this. But for now drinkers based west of the Mississippi will have to toast the announcement with something other than Yingling. <laughs> the partnership is expected to begin in late 2021 uh, and an exact date has not been announced at this time.
2: Man, so, and the weird thing is like once upon a time like we were talking about this but but Yingling like used to say to me this is good beer and mm-hmm. you can't have it. Now I can have it. And I'm just kind of like, "Oh, I guess. Hey yeah. Yingling. What up? I like I saw a case of it the other day and I kinda like half wanted to go like I could get a case of this. <laughs> and I was like, but I have so much other beer that's better.
0: <laughs> that's good at all.
2: I yeah. mean, Yingling's not bad. I don't think it's necessarily a bad beer.
0: I do recall there was there was one I really liked of theirs and it was like God, what was it like a half or something that they did. Probably, yeah. And I thought it tasted really good.
1: That's yeah, I, like their black and tan.
0: No, that was my grandma's
2: favorite, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just saying that, like, I, I don't, I don't out and out hate it, but it's, you know, I'm no point. longer excited like I used to be. It, it's also weird, you know. Well, I mean, I guess they're partnering with Molson Coors. It's more likely than partnering with anyone else. But That's how not long before of company
0: anymore? But yeah,
2: yeah. How long before Molson Coors, you know, eats them up?
0: Mm. I don't know. I, I'm honestly uh, shocked that hasn't happened yet. The price tag would be way too much.
2: Probably they're they're large enough that they probably won't buy them outright, but it might be a.
1: It's kind of like what we'll get to in another story later on. Mm. Would would how about would sixty thousand bottles of red wine do it?
2: Mm. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of red wine. Uh, <laughs> which apparently was only a small percentage of uh, what this uh, Spanish winery makes. Uh, even during the most desperate times, uh, desperate of moments, praying to Dionysus for this is <laughs> from fruit and wine, by the way, bring to Dionysus for one more glass of wine to keep the evening alive. Here's something you're likely never want to see over 60,000 bottles worth of wine gushing towards you like a beach, like a breached dam. I mean, <laughs> depending on your, feelings on wine maybe you're down for that like it just gushing yeah, towards like, you like it's a river
1: you're like this is it's like heaven the, uh, the it's the end of O brother, brother. the london beer flood <laughs> yeah
2: well i was gonna say like visually it's the end of O brother where art thou except the water is red
1: yeah so is, is there a cow on a roof <laughs> there
2: has to a be. A, yeah but except it's lying down because it's drunk
1: <laughs>
2: uh, well that's uh, exactly what happened drunk cow and all uh in a spanish winery last week when 13 thirteen thousand gallon tank broke leaving a flood uh of red wine and a viral video in its wake and I, oh god <laughs> uh, i yeah. just kind of like looked at the video and it's like it's it, it's like... yeah it, it's it's not no brother where art thou but it is sort of like a, just a creeping
0: it's damn close you know,
2: <laughs> yeah if you were right at it yeah no it'd be pretty bad uh on friday the spanish uh, station radio alcebete uh posted 49 second clip to twitter showing the overflowing tank not long after the burst blowout of a 50 thousand liter wine tank at borges Vin- uh the- too many v's uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, the camera person is forced to backpedal as the shining elevator-like spew of red liquid rushes towards their feet. Uh, eventually, the massive leakage subsides, and the camera pans to show the escaped wine as it spills past equipment towards a nearby road.
1: Uh, and what they yeah, don't I'm sharing talk the of. video right now, of like yeah. What, what's not been mentioned is what we've learned in Kentucky from many, many whiskey spills is this is a chemical spill. So yeah. And that company is going to be charged a lot for the cleanup if it makes it into local water supply.
2: Well, no one likes to see that much wine go down the proverbial drain, but <laughs> Bodegas Vivintils uh, will probably be fine. The over 50-year-old winery in central Spain boasts production of 66, 000, sorry, 6,600 tons of grapes, which loosely translate to about 5 million bottles. Uh, so, though 60,000 bottles isn't a drop in the bucket, the winery didn't see all of their profits washed away. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, it says they have a. That said, uh, as we've seen in the States, the video might be the end of the story back in January. Uh, Rodney Strong's Vineyard made headlines after half a million bottles worth of wine escape facilities. So much of the Cabernet ended up in the nearby Russian River that the oh. local waterways reportedly tinted red.
0: Oh, my gosh. The rivers will run
2: red with wine.
0: You know, somebody had to be like, it's the end times. Oh my God. I can't, I just can't get over like that beginning of the video where it's just like gushing out of the tanks. Like mm-hmm. it's one thing to see it all on the ground, but like it's another thing to see the just geyser. That's
2: why why isn't
1: someone running over there with, you know, anything? Like
2: a plate of cheese.
1: Yeah. You're just letting <laughs> it go to waste. Whenever they showed the whiskey spills, it's like, why is no one saving what they can? So, like, remember the one town where, um, whatever the mix up was and it caused the winery to push wine back through the water the, system? Oh, yes. yeah, and it,
2: people are just going underneath their taps with like bottles, going
1: quick. That's and what you do. Everyone's filling everything <laughs> they could. It's like, no, yeah, that, that's what you're supposed to
0: do in that instance. Like,
2: <laughs> get the cleanest bucket you have and go to the bathroom, <laughs> fill the tub
0: can you imagine oh my can you imagine the stain on the top
2: talk about oh. ring around the ring around the tub yeah
1: God. uh you
2: know who could probably afford to clean that up jim cook jim cook
1: Every year, Forbes releases its list of 400 wealthiest individuals in the U.S.
2: Still not on it.
1: (laughs) This year's list, uh, released on Monday, marked Samuel Adams founder Jim Cook's debut as one of the richest Americans, largely thanks to the widely popular Truly Hard Seltzer. (laughs) Didn't think I was going to say that, did you? (laughs) That's very
2: sad. No, I I was pretty sure you were going to say it. One, I'm reading it, but two, uh, yeah, that's their biggest profit thing.
1: Yeah. Cook founded Samuel Adams in 1984 and currently serves as chairman of the brewery's parent company, Boston Beer, of which he owns 26%. According to the list released by Forbes, Cook's net worth is estimated to be $2.6 billion. His shares of Boston Beer accounting for an estimated $2.3 billion. He sits in the 327th spot of the 2020 Forbes 400. In the 12-month month period, ending June 27th, Boston Beer brought in nearly $1.5 billion in sales. Oh. It is estimated that Truly will account for 40% of the company's sales by the oh, end of 2020, almost doubling its share in 2019. The company's beer sales account accounted for 25% in 2018, but are expected to drop below 10% by 2025
0: is insanity
2: you know on the one hand i like i have to imagine he's like i started this company to make beer this is not how i wanted this to (laughs) happen it's
0: not what this is well i mean it's good and
2: also like he just looks like you have you know you brought in this many billion
1: i like money and you say he's not he's not making the product anymore back when you know sam adams was something he was making yeah he was the one
0: it's a free product i'm sure
1: (laughs) well uh We've watched this category explode, helped drive it, and we're continuing to drive it, told Forbes in January. Uh, all we're going to do is just keep making great tasting, truly upgrading the flavors when we find a chance, and constantly make sure we have the best tasting product. Boston beer stock surged 120% between January 2nd and July 24th. In comparison, shares of AB InBev, the world's largest beer producer, dropped. 35% in the same period.
0: Yay! Sorry.
1: <laughs> Costing air, Julio Mario Santo Domingo the third his place on the list. It's going to be one oh. of the best names I've ever heard. I
2: was it. looking at it like, wait, why would, oh, that's right. InBev. Not yeah. the... Not a, yeah. Not going to be a,
0: yeah.
2: Ha. You know what? I, I take it back. I bet he's real happy. Oh, yeah. Mm. i bet bet if he knew that he's just thinking, oh yeah
1: is he is he truly happy truly
2: truly truly outrageously happy
0: that was cheap i feel like that was cheap
2: well you know what's not you know what could be cheap getting to the great american beer fest this year
1: i can
0: afford it this year for once yeah uh yeah so virtual gabf because 2020 Uh, Virtual sessions will cover a variety of topics, including tips and tricks to enhance beer knowledge and enjoyment, stories from craft beer luminaries, profiles of breweries and individuals that are transforming their communities, and beer and food pairing demonstrations. They'll kick off Friday, October 16th with the annual GABF Awards Ceremony, giving national and international recognition to beers submitted by breweries from around the country to the renowned professional beer competition. The ceremony will be hosted on the brewing network which is a thing and open to the public uh, additional speakers during the festival will include ken grossman from sierra nevada uh natalie and vinnie from russian river brewing uh garrett oliver from brooklyn uh so uh, there's a slew of people anyway uh in person at uh, participating breweries uh including the nearly 150 breweries in colorado alone GBF festival passport holders can sip on some of the award-winning beers while also enjoying exclusive access to deals, including free taster flights, discounted growlers, limited edition merchandise, and more.
2: I'm not sure when the tip over happened for me from being like, you know, fan of beer to being full enthusiast, but I'm pretty sure it, it happened sometime before you saying, listing the names of people who were at speakers of that event. And I'm going, Ooh, I want to hear from that.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So when you realize, well, it, it stopped being a drinking problem and has actually become a hobby. Yeah.
2: Well, let's let's be clear here. It didn't stop being a
1: problem.
0: <laughs> if you, yeah, if you saw our fridge right now, it definitely didn't stop being a problem. Uh, so Denver will also join in on the festivities with its annual Denver Beer Week. Mile High City's largest annual celebration of all things beer returns in 2020 for its 12th year, Dozens of beer-centric events happening around the city, still taking place in the nine days leading up to and including Great American Beer Festival. Uh, Breweries, tap houses, and various venues will feature tap takeovers, rare beer tappings, firkin nights, beer and food pairings, and more. Um, and that is, uh, they're also going to be launching the 2020 to 21 edition of the Denver Beer Trail, an online guide to some of Denver's top breweries. Um, oh. And then I've, obviously it's talking about like more information about everything yeah. can be found on the GABF website.
1: Would you like to know more about the Brewers Association? Because they've <laughs> would you got like, like, to like, a would you like more to know more pages.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, really? This is, okay
2: yeah it's i don't know it, it's it's good that they're doing this because you know 2020 and we need something well i was gonna say like they couldn't realistically have the event yeah and uh, it, it,
0: it's kind of like oh hey j um it's 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 essentially like what october 5th Cincinnati was trying to do of course we didn't get to tune into any of that because we had some wonky schedules that weekend quite frankly but um it it i mean what else are you supposed to do they're not gonna that's such a huge event i just don't see them canceling it like
1: they have to yeah. something out so that's like i mean it's they they wouldn't they they don't
2: cancel they don't cancel the oscars or the emmys or this is
1: this is the oscars of the brewers association (laughs) so they they would not cancel this um i'm only, i'm wondering how they're doing the sampling for the judging
2: i'm wondering yeah. i'm wondering what category pbr is going to be in this year
1: <laughs> that every year it, stout. It's like the stout thing.
2: i'm going to i'm going to go with stout
1: <laughs> i'm going to go with ipa it's going to show up an ipa no apa american apa Pillar. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, has it been an apa already uh, I don't know. It may I have don't been. know. Hey, look, it have been it's been probably cycled sh- through and
0: Pilsner and I don't
1: if you're wondering this slight inside joke. Uh PBR shows up at it always medals in whatever in some random category because it just keeps getting re entered in a different category. I mean sometimes it makes style. sense.
0: Like it's a, it's been like pale ale at one point. And I'm like, all right, yeah. But yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: But it keeps meddling. Whatever they put it in, it's like nope, silver or gold.
0: I, which I I'll, I'll, some somebody's got to have an in on the. On and it's blind. That's
1: so that's the hilarity of it all. It, PBR keeps getting thrown in as whatever style they want, it's, and it's a blind tasting. So someone's not just looking at it going, oh, it's PBR. So no, that doesn't count. That they're tasting going, oh, this is this. And yeah, and after the fact, it's like, oh crap, we just gave gold to PBR. <laughs> I don't feel
0: like somebody's throwing down a blindfold or whatever. Or I think whatever once they did, like, I think
2: it. they did, they did take gold once in cream ale.
1: Yeah, it's a gold for cream <gasps> That's ale. Right. Yeah. Something like, uh, is not a cream ale. <laughs> not
2: in any way. Not at all uh, way. Yeah. But, but if
1: you've been if you've been tasting cream ales for like nine hours straight and you get a PBR, it could be a cream ale at that point. It, you get a know. PBR, you're like, oh, this is amazing. This is the best beer I've had all day. At that
0: point, your brain is like, yeah, everything's a cream ale.
2: <sighs> Look, you say you you say you're complaining about drinking cream ales all day. I'd be, I'd be down. You know, and you're,
1: can do it. you know, who else would be down.
2: Uh, probably uh, whoever got saved on this this boat. No um, smoothest transition yet. Smoothest <laughs> one. <laughs> I didn't know quite how to explain a drowning man survived, saved by a floating tiki bar packed with Pete, priests. Like it sounds like
0: a joke. Like <laughs> the what's the punchline? They walk into it like a, a, a man and, and priests walk into a tiki bar.
2: I'm just. I'm just try- OK, I'm going to we're going to have to read through this so we can figure out what priests are doing on a floating tiki bar.
1: Sure. I mean, we, we can. Assume- uh, well, OK, we're
2: assuming they're drinking. I'm, we're assuming the blood of Christ is getting taken care of. But it's time to start <laughs> believing in miracles. The unlikely rescue of a stranded man, on Lake George in upstate New York. OK, so it's not even like a cruise. Like a, like a no,
1: it's tropical cruise. Like random, yeah. Which immediately makes it like creepier and kind of skeevier. <laughs> uh, divine intervention seems the only
2: plausible explanation. Last month, Jimmy McDonald was kayaking with his family on the lake. How big was this kayak? Uh, when he was separated from his wife and kids and tipped over. At first, other boats nearby offered to help, but McDonald said no, thinking he could manage and having too much pride to ask for help, uh, mm-hmm. he told Glen Falls Living. Uh, but after, uh, after 30 minutes, McDonald realizes the sh- uh, realized the shore was too far away to swim, and he soon started to tire from the rough waters. Then his ill-fitting life vest began to slip over his head. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: yes.
2: Bush League mistake that's how you get killed
1: literally yeah uh
2: i thought i was going to die mcdonald said you probably were going to uh and i was absolutely powerless when uh he and i wished i had asked for help or i had asked for help earlier i was waving my hands and asked god to please help uh no sooner had he asked than help arrived. It barely believable turn of events. McDonald spotted a floating tiki bar in the distance, carrying a boatload of Catholic priests from Washington D.C.
0: The is priest the best line, right, like the single handedly the best sentence I've seen in twenty twenty. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm
2: scrolling chat, down chat. quickly, and there's a there's a half second where I thought one of the priests was Padre
1: S.J. If only. So chat, uh, Jay saying a tiki bar full of priests flipped by. Guess they were mixing with holy water. (laughs) Uh,
2: I'm I'm certain they were calling because it was a holy retreat. I'm I'm certain they were calling this the holy mixer.
0: (laughs) Come on now, you know.
2: The oh. priest who had a religious retreat heard his shouts and helped him abo- uh, aboard the floating bar. McDonald, a recovering addict, said none of the priests enjoyed uh, were in- said none of the priests were enjoying rum-filled drinks on board. But noted, "How funny is it that I've been sober for seven years and I get saved by a tiki bar?"
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a uh, sign. Uh, you need to stop kayaking and start drinking again. Uh, uh, no you know
2: what? Since he's ever- got no, no, I don't. Uh, he's he's a recovering addict. I'm going to go with no. He doesn't need to. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he should give up kayaking, though, or at least tighten his vest on better.
1: I mean, rum saved his life. (laughs) Kayaking nearly killed him. (laughs) Let's think about this. (laughs) God has a sense of humor and impeccable timing. Yeah, That's (laughs) (laughs) that's about right. All right. Speaking (laughs) of impeccable timing.
0: Indeed. We'd like to remind everyone this is our news only show, but we do a weekly long form show.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, that's that's how I feel. Um, we do a weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow or haveadrinkstore.com. And we will see you guys again in another couple of weeks. Once again,
1: I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm
2: Justin Fraser.
1: And I'm Christopher Walker. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.